podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Betting Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another golf betting podcast, and it's another major, the second major in five weeks. It's the US Open 2020. And to join me to preview this one and to find the best betting value around, it's the legendary golf betting tipster, Dave Tyndall. How are you? I'm very good, James. Looking forward to this one. It's um, come around quick, hasn't it? We had the USPGA only last month where we got the winner between us, 35-1 to 1, Colin Morikawa. So hopefully we can repeat the feat. Yes, yes. And the uh, players in, let, let me get this right, Mamaronek. I've tried this a few times before you came on air and I can't get it right. Mamaronek in New York. Yeah, just say winged foot. That's yeah. easier. The winged foot golf club. Let, let's stick with that from now on. Yeah. Um, the sixth time that the course has held this event. And looking down the previous incarnations of the US Open at this course, there is only one time it's been won under par. The rest of the time it's been quite hard to score decent rounds on. Absolutely. Regarded as one of the toughest US Open courses on the road. So one of those was one with seven over when Hale Irwin won. And it was called the Massacre of Winged Foot for the obvious reason. Yeah, and obviously a lot of the players have now, we're talking on Wednesday here, and a lot of the players have seen the course in practice rounds. And there's definitely a feeling, and uh, the, the book is too, that this is going to be one with another over pass score. I think eight to 11 was the last price I saw for it to be one with an overpass score. And I wouldn't put anyone off that bet, to be honest. Well, that's pretty decent to me. I mean, going back to 1929, it's been plus six as the winning score, plus two, seven over par, four under was the one blip on the on the trend, Fuzzy Zeller winning it in 1984, and 2006 back to five over par. So the eight to 11 sounds like a decent price. So let's have a run down the top end of the markets then before we get into the chat on this one. Dustin Johnson, who's been in... Terrific form just recently. He starts at 17 to 2. John Rahm is a best price of around about 10 to 1. Justin Thomas is 14, 16s in some places. Corinne Murakawa, my mate, is 16 to 1. Xander Chaffelet is 14s, 16s in some places. Um, Rory McElroy is in there around about 18 to 1. And uh, Webb Simpson is around about 25 to 1. The rest are bigger. You always talk to me as late as possible before these events start so we can pick up the trends, we can pick up the rumours, we can listen to their press conferences and, and piece it all together to try and see if we can get a steal on some of the other people that go a bit earlier. Is there anything that you've found out over the last 24 hours that may steer us towards a winning bet? Yeah, definitely so. As, as you say, this is the reason we do this late in the day so we can get that late news. And sometimes it opens an opportunity that we haven't considered. And I think that definitely is the case. Uh, this week, um, when we look at the quotes from Mr. Rory McIlroy. Um, I must admit, I hadn't really given uh, Rory much thought this week. I, he's in not been in the greatest form since lockdown, but I suppose the main news he's made, he's become a dad for the first time, which has um, piqued a lot of interest. There's been a few Nappy Factor articles, the theory that when you become a dad for the first time, your performance improves. Just on, pretty, on that, Dave, is it a little girl? It's a little girl, yes, yeah. that's right, yeah. And on the basis that we chose, um, was it Webb Simpson because of his liking for a certain golf course? He's not named the little girl winged foot, has he? Well, I like what you're doing there, yes. You're sort of linking, because um, Webb Simpson, we did win on, didn't we? Yeah. So maybe this is a, a good omen uh, for Rory. But um, yeah, he's obviously in a very good place mentally. And I think with some sportsmen, that really is half the battle, isn't it? it when the head's right. Say Ronnie O'Sullivan in the snooker. So, yeah, when Rory's head's right, he's that much more dangerous. And 
I mean, he's even said stuff like he's changed the first two nappies, or he, he said diapers. <laughs> Becoming very American, isn't he? So there's that, there's that, that kind of X factor, that intangible, um, which has been shown to be a very useful tool to um, for, for betters down the years. But he, the main thing, maybe the one that's got more solid footing, is that he really, really likes the course. He was saying that Oakmont, which has been kind of held up as a similar kind of place, he said that was just impossible when he saw it. Whereas this one, he feels it's very playable. So. He's really raving about the course. One of his favourites, he says, that he's seen for US Open. And I think he can translate that into a big performance this week. I mean, 18 to 1, you've just said. That is not a typical Rory McIlroy price for a major. It's reflecting the fact that he's not been great since golf restarted. And he did admit he struggled with the, the lack of crowds. But I think he's got over that now. And last time out, he was seventh at the Tour Championship. So he's kind of dropped as a hint there that he's ready to kick on. And if he likes what he sees here at Wings, where he actually says, I loved what I saw, then that 18 to 1, that could be very big. So someone who maybe wasn't on my radar certainly come into my crosshairs, to be honest, this week. And I think Rory is one to follow. I can understand the crowd thing if you feed off the crowds, but it's a major, isn't it? Surely you get up for that anyway. If it's a, if it's a routine golf event, I can understand you be maybe being a bit subdued by that, but a major maybe just lifts you anyway. Yeah, I think so. He'll see all the, you know, the build-up will be different. You know, he's been called into the press conference, and all the other guys are around him, and there's definitely a buzz. I mean, even though there's no crowds, just to hold in a golf event, you have extra officials wandering around. Sometimes you see the TV coverage, and there seems to be so many people and the entourage hanging around that you think, well, there is some atmosphere there. I think Rory's just got used to it, I think, and. As I say, he's in a good place. Maybe when he said the lack of crowds, maybe his head was just drifting and he was thinking about the baby coming along. The baby's come along all lovely and healthy and he's now you know, ready to show that what a great golfer he is again. So 18 to 1, as I say, that is not what we see for Rory McIlroy in a major and I don't want to miss it. He won the US Open at Congressional in 2011, ninth at Pebble Beach last year in the US Open. So he's got form in this event and he's got so many you know great performances in majors he's won four i think it's high time he won a fifth and maybe this is the week so he is the bet then at 18 to 1 rory McElroy to win the u.s open but dave tindall i know you there's more to come from you there's another pick somewhere yeah the, the other one that's taken my interest and again is someone who i'd i'd not really given a lot of thought to because i had the idea that he'd gone off the boil a bit but bryson dechambeau at around 25s i think you can maybe get a bit more you really shop around 28. They're all talking this week about you've got to hit the fairway. You've got to hit the fairway. And being you know, a power player off the tee isn't, isn't what you need here. But he, he's kind of worked out something different. He's, he's got the idea that you absolutely... He's had a look at how deep the rough is. And he reckons if he blasts the ball from the tee as far as he can, he's going to get near enough that he can hack something out of the rough and he's noticed that the ball, there's kind of openings to the greens. The greens aren't surrounded by rough at the front. There's openings. So he can get his ball running out of the rough. And he reckons even on some of the bad lies, he can somehow muscle it onto the green and then take his chance with a 20-foot putt for birdie. So it's a risky strategy just to go blasting out there. And some may think it's stupid and it'll catch up with him. But you know, he's a great thinker of the game. He, he won't have worked this out kind of on a whim. He will have gone into detail with this. And again, he's someone who has got the form from earlier. Earlier in the season, he was going off as favourite in events. He was that good when 
after lockdown, suddenly goes off the boil a bit and he's out to 25. But in the last major, he was one of the guys who contended in the final day. I think he had a piece of the, the final round lead at one point. Didn't quite get it done, but it was his best performance in the major. Now he's taken that stepping stone. I think he can he can step it up. And if you look at past winners of the of the US Open, they're all sort of big, strong sort of muscle guys. They're like Gary Woodland last year, Dustin Johnson, Brooks kept going it back to back. And you think, oh, is that just some kind of relevant coincidence? Well, it's not because with the rough so thick, you need the power, you need the muscle, you need the strength. And as you know, with Bryson DeChambeau, he's gone to extreme lengths to make himself kind of the biggest hitter on tour. So he's got the power now. Now, if he can harness it, then this could just be up his street. So it's a risk, but I think given the plan that he's revealed in his press conference, I'm going to give it a go. Both of those guys are in the top 10 in the market. Is there anybody further down that each way punters a big price, Dave Tyndall, that we can take through the weekend and, and maybe come out with a little bit of an each way profit? I know we normally put one up, but there's so many times now that it's getting ridiculous how many majors are won by one of the best players. Even now I've had a look at a couple of people like Louis Ustase and Martin Keimer, maybe 80s and 100s. I'm going to stick with the tried and trusted class acts this week um, and go with Rory and Bryson DeChambeau um, based on what I've seen in the last you know, 24 hours. Well, the prices on those two, Rory McIlroy, 18 to 1, best price that I can see in front of me, and Bryson DeChambeau, 25 to 1. Dave Tyndall, it's another major. You enjoy it, and thank you for your time again. Thanks, James. And if you follow Dave, then uh, good luck with you. If you go your own way and choose your own golfer, then uh, good luck with those bets as well. But make sure you gamble responsibly, and we'll see you very, very soon on the Golf Betting Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.